Whatever happened to predictability? The Milkman, the Paperboy, and Evening TV. Welcome to our Full House <laughs> podcast. Full House slash Fuller House podcast. <laughs> In this episode, we'll be discussing the Urkel crossover. Do you remember that when Urkel came to the Full House gang? Uh, no. Yeah. So here's I'm gonna. I feel like you were a little too into TGIF. Oh, I was way into TGIF. <laughs> I was as in as you could get. I even remember. So like step by step, everybody remembers, but there was another one. Baby talk. Baby talk was short lived. Oh, dinosaurs! Fuck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking dinosaurs! Perfect strangers. Perfect strangers, of course. Um, there was one that was um called Getting By. It was a little bit later, and also one with a Dougie Doug called Where I Live. Who's Dougie Doug? One of the Cool Runnings stars. Oh. One of the Cool Runnings guys, yeah. I checked out after Step by Step. Yeah, that was probably the right move. Man, when I was a kid... You were four years older than me. Why were you watching it for so much longer? Because I am a huge nerd. <laughs> I loved that episode where... Um, the character played by that horrible Sasha, whatever his last yeah, name is. Yeah, the domestic guy? abuse cool. guy Super does cool. a bunch of karate in a bar. And uh, later I was like, ooh, that's no, that's not a good your look. Prob- that was probably <laughs> where you got your uh, Miss Piggy moves from. <laughs> when old Miss Piggy got taken away. You were really drawn to violence. Oh, at a young age. Well, it was, so, it was forbidden fruit. But I'll tell you, here's something interesting. I think you're going to find very interesting. Okay. Okay, you ready? Okay, so Urkel visits the fan, the um, Full House gang. So that connects those two worlds in a shared universe. And um, Kirk Cameron visited, but not as as Mike Seaver. Not as Mike Seaver, as another character. Seaver. Is that right? Seeger. Seaver. Mike Seaver. Yeah, Mike Seaver. <laughs> Seeger. <laughs> as Bob Seeger. <laughs> Kirk Cameron is Bob Seeger. That's what Working I'm Working on some night moves. <laughs> So, um, Bob Saget. <laughs> meanwhile, Family Matters is a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Correct. So that links all three of those shows in a shared universe. You're blowing my mind. I'm blowing everybody's mind right now. The, uh, the possibilities, honestly, they it's not a shared universe. They're just out in the world. No, that's a shared universe. Like uh, how? No. Uh, like the Marvel universe. No, it's the TGIF averse. No, because they just live in America. No, but it's a shared universe in the sense that the Full House gang can't have adventures with the Who's the Boss gang. Yes, they can. Well, only if the writers <laughs> agree to it. Well, they can't have adventures with the Murphy Brown gang because they're in a different network. We'll put it that way. They all. It, they are, they're all Americans. <laughs> but it, no, it's a, it's a except shared... Except for Balky. Except for Balky Bartokamus, <laughs> who comes from uh, Mipos. It's a shared universe. If you can say it again, I'm still not going to stop. Say, say, say it one more it's, time. Uh, I'm going to explain this no. for the listener. It's a shared universe. I just got Chris Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same. Um, no, I um, was listening to just the other day because I really wanted to see it. The fresh young Balky B. I was tended to my flock of sheep. My mind was bent and couldn't get no sleep. I was dreaming of a world I knew. If I could get to where my dreams come true. 
fun. You know what Music else is video. a shared universe? What? Friends and Mad About You. Absolutely. Yeah. And isn't, I guess that doesn't dovetail with Seinfeld because they watch Mad About You. But I feel like there was one other show that uh, dovetails. But yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Well, this is exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, exactly what I'm talking about. Nobody cares. Somebody cares. Somebody out there listening cares. You think you're the first person that blew the lid off this shared universe of TGIF? Well, Every single eight-year-old in 1990 knew this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, there's this whole um, conspiracy it's, theory. It's not a theory. It's just what it is. It's just what it is. But there is a shared conspiracy theory about how, like, essentially every TV show exists in the same universe because, like, the products that they use as props are all the same. So it's like they all have the same fake cola and stuff. And so it like links them all together. Every TV show on TGIF? No, like ever. ever. Essentially like there's ways to link. Well, that's not true because a bunch of shows do specific product placement. Well, uh, I encourage you. They drink Diet Coke on Dawson's Creek. I encourage you to look at a very compelling infographic. (laughs) I will not. That I would like you to see that shows how all these shows link together. I'd like to take a hard pass on that. All right. Well, you mentioned our old uh, friend, disgraced Chris Harrison. I did. Yeah. So let's, before we get into the show, we have, there's more. The Bachelor drama continues to unfold. Chris, it does. Chris Harrison gave a, a GMA Good morning, America. Good morning, America, for the uninitiated. You know, uh, Good Morning America exists in a shared universe with Twin Peaks. I mean, sure. (laughs) Um, You watched it, right? Uh, Yes. Okay. Well, neither one of us watched it as it aired, but we watched the clips. Neither one of us was up at 7 o'clock in the morning to watch fucking Good Morning America. I'm just not in the mood to watch chris harrison make an ass of himself at 7 a.m <laughs> i'd rather do that later in the evening <laughs> yeah. after i've had a beer or two i'd rather do it with a streamlined clip sure yeah well that i was unclear so i watched maybe the whole thing or maybe a edited down version it was unclear to me what i was watching how long was it it's like five minutes no that was edited down. oh okay how long was the whole thing I don't know. My clip was 10 minutes alone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I got the shortened, the abridged version yep. of this thing. So what did you take? What did you, what were your um, takeaways? I mean, I thought that he, <laughs> he appeared very chastened. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought the difference between how he came off in the initial interview and this one was notable yes stark stark contrast uh, almost feels like maybe somebody told him to tone it down a little bit well at certain points it felt to me like he was in like north korea reading a hostage video <laughs> script you know like that's again i i don't know his level of sincerity but it definitely felt like someone said like say this and abc had like a gun to his head off the side <laughs> i just felt like it it uh, feels like with a lot of these things where like it seemed like he was either drunk or like well, he was on something and feeling no pain in that first interview. <laughs> and I feel like he woke up and was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's Roseanne Barr on her uh, whatever NyQuil yeah, or whatever Sudafed or whatever Ambien. Yeah. That suddenly um, turns you into a racist. And I just think that he was like 
thought that it was all in good fun. Right. And that he's given this like spirited interview yeah. and somebody brought him back down to earth. Yeah. And that somebody was the American public. <laughs> right. Well, half the American public, maybe. Yeah, correct. The other half has driven Rachel Lindsay off of Instagram, which Jesus Christ. I mean, we talked about this already, but like the blaming of Rachel for this whole thing. This whole thing is just, and I don't want to sound like I know that you. It comes from a place of privilege to be like I just don't, <laughs> I don't. It's not that I don't care about the larger issue. It's that I don't care about watching these idiots from The Bachelor debate it. Like I just, we've said before, like this is not why we watch this show. I don't know. I like I don't want to have to watch Chris Harrison make a complete ass of himself and then come back and like I just want to I just want to watch some awkward dates you know yeah no I understand because I was thinking about this too because I was thinking about like this was supposed to be our like turn off your brain thing and I'm not saying like this stuff the like racial issues bleed into the bachelor and they need to be dealt with so i'm not saying like god i'm tired of talking about race right and that's yeah but i think what we're both saying is like i'm tired of these stupid people yeah like (laughs) Like, i just want 30 minutes of like mindless garbage tv right well and it's like why are you still like in 2021 guys like why are you not why are you still falling on your asses all the time about this stuff, Bachelor? Like, this feels like it all should have happened in, like, 2006. Right. You know, and I know, again, it was, it was a, a different, different time. Different time. But, like, these, this sort of awkward growing pains that this show is going through and has put off for so long. When I just, like, I'm at the point where I hate everyone. Like, I don't, I don't like Chris Harrison. I don't like that Taylor that got called oh, out God, for her terrible yeah. tweets. That like, was pretty bad too. Yeah. I also think, I mean, I really was trying to, I mean, I guess we're, we're old enough that uh, we don't have the issue of like having grown up on social media. I don't know what I would have posted when I was 15, you right. know? Yeah. I don't think I would have posted half the shit that they're pulling up on like all these contestants. Right. So I just I also feel like is it that hard to find just like 20 people that haven't made complete sure. asses of themselves? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Most people have work to do on race and have stuff in their background that's um offensive but like I mean god the stuff that Taylor posted was like nuts. Right. And like Chris Harrison is this is his job to navigate the right. media. Right. I, I just, I still, I'm just dumbfounded that any of this has happened. And the only reason why I don't mind it even a tiny bit is I do like, I don't like Matt's season. Either. Like I'm just ready for this all to be sure. done. Sure. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting to you. I already said that the Harrison stuff is a total unforced error. And even watching the clips back when they showed it on Good Morning America, like you can see him start to be like, when Rachel's like, this isn't a good look. And he's like, it's not a good look. And then he stops himself and is like, you almost said the fucking thing, Harrison. And then he has to double down on like, but is it not a good look in 28? You know, it's just like. He also says 
is it a good look in 2018 and not a good look in 2021? Like he, he gets all confused. Sure. Yeah. It's just so convoluted. It's such a ridiculous logic. I mean, we, we already dived into this, but the point being is like, I mean, I'm not, not tired of America discussing race. I'm tired of these particular, like, I don't want to have to deal with Demi giving a terrible apology for her Confederate flag right. shirt. I don't want to deal with Taylor giving a hypocritical apology. It's just like, are any of these people capable of handling this situation? Anyway. Anyway. Well, let's talk about the women tell all. Yeah. 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 This is going to be a short podcast, guys. Yeah. I don't even have a full page of notes. Yeah, I have. these people are dead to me. <laughs> They're dunzo. They're on my dunzo list. You're on my dunzo list. Oh, uh, what's a dunzo list? It means you and I are dunzo. Hanging out, getting food together, Dunzo. You want to come over to my house and play video games? Dunzo. Hey, Tom, you want to come play putt-putt with me? No, we're Dunzo. So we have a comment uh, from from Harrison, who is all over this uh, episode. Um, and they have to tell us, like, oh, this was already filmed before uh, Harrison <laughs> made it. was this totally was shitty. before Harrison yeah. Gate. <laughs> and uh, Harrison tells us, Oh, your favorite women from this season are back. And then they flash like Victoria and MJ. And it's like, these are my favorite right. women. I hate all these people. Yeah. Like, where's like Maggie's not here? Like, where's some of the people who are normal in this season? Um, so do we want to go ahead and talk about the Heather conspiracy right up at top? Because I'm pretty interested in this. Can we talk about how Harrison says, you may think you know how this is going to end, but you have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Oh, God. I think we actually do have a pretty good idea how this thing ends. <laughs> well, I don't think that Harrison knew how it was going to end. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> actually, for once, he was right. This really is the most dramatic season ever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Heather was there and they just actively edited her out of the entire thing. Fucking insane. Not even like we're going to show her face, but just not let right. her talk, not right. put her in the hot seat. She is a ghost. It's crazy. A beautiful blonde <laughs> Mormon Barbie ghost. Virgin ghost. Just here to haunt us for a kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kiss me. Ooh. I heard that Heather uh, wore a prom dress when she was 15 that had been soaked in formaldehyde and she died. <laughs> and that Heather's just been a ghost this whole time. Ever since. That Heather died 10 years ago. Yeah, so... I mean, what what happened? Like, I just don't... I don't understand who's I controlling... I don't understand why. Yeah, me neither. Like, why? Because I was thinking, well, is it because everyone hated her that much? Like, that they got that much negative feedback from the viewers? Right. But certainly, Victoria's feedback must have been worse than Heather's. Right. Yeah, I just don't understand. And like, when have they ever shied away from like, app the woman you hate is back. Right. You can hate her some more now. Yeah, but but uh, no, I, I don't. I mean, listeners, if y'all have theories to tell us why they would completely edit Heather out, please <laughs> let us know. Well, the problem is her hair is so damn long that it got cut and so, or like it's still uh, whisked into some of those shots. Yeah. So yeah, they couldn't completely get rid of her. Um, but yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. So here's my basic take from this whole women tell all. So you have the Heather getting edited out thing, which I know you hate Heather. So I feel like part of you must be like schadenfreude. No, you know, 
I this like tr- 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 uh, turned her for me. Yeah, I feel bad for poor Heather. neglected Heather. I know, like what it, you force your way onto well, a season, you can't even be on the women tell all. Come on, it just seems very um, petty. Mm-hmm. Like who did this to Heather? Yeah. So that there's she my question. She already had to show up in a minivan. Right. Like she shows up and just gets the shit beat out of her, and now they won't even let her just like be seen. Right. At the yeah. women tell all. She doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is the kind Poor of treatment Heather. they should be giving uh, James Taylor, uh, insurrectionist, but. Um, yeah, overall, like that was my big takeaway from this Women Tell All was so they reveal on the Women Tell All that there were three dates that we Correct. never saw. Yes. W- what is happening? I don't know. With this, that like, I think me. that, yeah. I think that actually speaks volumes about what's wrong with this season. It's just like, stuff happened. Are, they just didn't right, show up. What are you guys doing? Like, who is, right. I don't And, and they're like, always does. I mean, that's why I, oftentimes feel bad complaining not necessarily about the girls although i do think sometimes you know there's obviously contestants that get a bad edit but especially the lead i'm like man matt's probably fine they've just edited him Uh into this boring shell of a man well that i think that's exactly right is they've edited everything interesting out of him but i just don't get the strategy here i don't like they didn't I would get it if they had produced a really enjoyable season of the show, but they didn't. Right. So, like, I would have rather seen Kit, like, wandering around in the woods, interspersed with, like, shots of deer and chipmunks looking at her. Or see, like, we don't get to see Matt get a boner in the hot tub. (laughs) And then you had to relegate that to the bloopers. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, come on. That's what America wants. Although, to be fair, Tyler C's boner also was not featured on his season. Sure. We had to learn about it after the fact. Yeah. I mean, we uh, <laughs> they're just really anti-boner <laughs> around here. <laughs> All right. Should we get into this? Yeah. Let's get into this. Do we? Do you have shout outs or anything? Oh, yeah. I do. So the only shout out I have is no one asked us to shout out their town. So once again, you get to choose, Anna. So, give me a number between 1,100 and 1,200. 1,103. Okay. Shout out to our listener in... Oh, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Leslie, Michigan. Leslie, Michigan. Oh, Leslie, Michigan. Yeah, one... What if your name was Leslie? Oh, wouldn't that be ridiculous? What an absurd situation. (laughs) Hi, I'm Leslie from Leslie. What a world. Chris, that's that's a universe (laughs) I want to live in. There's a shared universe. Guess what? That's the universe from TGIF. It's all the same universe. (laughs) She lives there. It's a shared universe because they drink the same soda. Yeah, it's a shared universe between Family Matters, Perfect Strangers, Full House, and Leslie, Michigan, (laughs) specifically. Okay. Okay. Um, God, so this, I mean... This is the same as the, all the women tell on, which is just a bunch of yelling. It's just a bunch of for shit. For a long time. Yeah, just a bunch yeah. of yapping. Yeah, and I mean, I don't even know how much we want to get into because, of course, nothing is resolved. No one is like, oh, I see your point Here's of view. Here's the other thing that that did not happen here. You're right. Nothing got resolved. There was also zero accountability or apology. Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like every now and then you'll get someone who comes on the women tell all. Like I remember Olivia did this uh-huh. and she came on and was despite probably having gotten a bad edit. Like I don't even think she was as bad as they made her 
look to be. But she came on and was genuinely apologetic Mm -hmm. with like, I realized that it came off poorly. Mm -hmm. Like I've evaluated my behavior. Uh, Yeah, we don't get a lot of that here. Yeah. Uh, So let me ask you a question to jump ahead that deals directly with that. So Matt is very diplomatic when yes. he comes out to everybody, including Victoria. I saw a That's lot like of... That's like the only time that Victoria apologizes is when Matt is sure. there. So I saw a lot of people kind of getting upset about this on Twitter. What was your take on it? Upset about the fact that he was diplomatic? Yes, that he was like forgiving their toxic um, behavior. I mean, I do think that that's part of what the lead typically does. Mm-hmm. Like... I feel like they don't even depend on Chris Harrison to do the real <laughs> the shit actual throwing. work. They just yeah. like rely on the contestants calling each other out. Right. Yeah. Um it, it is disappointing just because I feel like this season especially, I'm just always curious what the lead's reaction mm-hmm. is when they go back and see that they were basically made a complete fool of uh-huh. and that Well, and, you know, somebody brought up, too, like, specifically, for instance, with Victoria, Marilyn wasn't there, you know, Mm -hmm. the the contestant that Victoria screwed over early on. Right, yeah. So I feel like even with that, like, they gave some of these contestants a pass for their pretty atrocious behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, And no, I mean, Matt certainly doesn't... Call them out on it further. Yeah, and I don't, I have mixed feelings about this because I think that he, like on the one hand, you're right, like it's kind of his job to be diplomatic. Like I feel like he knows already that Twitter and the internet have like taken care of the situation yeah. for him. Yeah, and <laughs> you I was going to say too, I mean, it's not, that's not his job. Right. Like he's done with these bitches. I feel like he's like, whew, crisis over. Sure, yeah, dodge that bullet. I'm glad I ended up with just the racist. Right. <laughs> A different monster. Yeah. <laughs> Got to go to this antebellum ball with Rachel, but hey, at least I didn't choose Victoria. <laughs> it's a good look in 2021. Well, time travel back to 2018 and it's fine. It's fine. No, not a soul knew. I think some 18 year olds got dressed up in pretty dresses <laughs> and went and had a good time. You so, tell me what's wrong with that. So on in that interview, Harrison talked about how he was working with like, a race educator and like race scholars like yeah. these poor bastards <laughs> like they have to deal with this guy like i hope he's paying them handsomely because like uh, what a thankless job to be like let me explain racism to you in 2021 chris harrison you know like, what else he said he's not going anywhere so settle back america <laughs> this interview is not the finish line nope yeah, settle back in. Yeah, we've got a new uh, After the Rose host. Yes, I'm yes. unfamiliar with him. Me, I have it yeah. on good authority from our listener, Rachel, that he's amazing. Oh, good. Yeah, I great. I think he's really cute. Oh, good. well, there you go. That's what I care about. all that matters to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Acho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. No, I'll be interested to see. And honestly, here's my take, too, is part of this is... I mean, I th- well, we've already talked about Harrison's problems and the fact that it's probably time for him to go. It also just might be nice to get some new energy I on this show. I was going to say, Harrison is fucking stale. Yeah. Like, I'm not a huge JoJo fan, but I feel like when JoJo came into um, Tasha's season, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's a breath of fresh air and it's like a different, like we don't have to hear the same five platitudes from Harrison over and over again, and his, like, like raised eyebrow yeah, face. Right. Fuck do you, you think you can do this anymore? Let me uh, or coming on the women tell on being like, hey, Brittany, didn't it suck when everybody said you were an escort? Remember, people said you were an escort. They said you were an escort. If, uh, if Harrison is like 
is trying to get the show to break up with him. Oh, interesting. Like, I mean, again, I it seems like he wouldn't be so clueless as to make a huge misstep if it weren't a little bit on purpose. And think about how, like, wacky he was acting at the La Quinta. <laughs> yeah, well, um, who knows? I mean, He's Costanza-ing this job. I don't, I don't think this is, I don't. Harrison this is, is the me way to, at my job. I don't think this is like, the way let to... Let me see how yeah. far I can push this before I get fired. I feel like he uh, could have had a much more graceful exit that wouldn't have tarnished his legacy. Well, maybe he tried for a graceful exit like four years ago and they just... Nothing stuck. <laughs> I kept unbuttoning another button on my <laughs> shirt and they kept letting me on the show. Uh, um, anyway, but yeah, right. so a new cuter host, so that's exciting. Yep. At least for the after the final rose, unclear what's going to happen in the Bachelorette, um, and when that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, so this this whole beginning deals with Victoria, MJ, Katie, Chelsea, all going back and forth. Um, I don't uh, have a lot of notable things to say about any of these conversations. Ryan is in there. Right. Your yeah. girl, Ryan. My girl, Ryan. Female Ryan. Yeah. She um, calls out Victoria for calling her a hoe because she's a dancer. And Ryan says, dancers aren't hoes. Being a member of the arts community, we're so much more than that. So much more. We're not just hoes. <laughs> we're more than that. <laughs> The hoe being a hoe is only part of what we provide to the community. <laughs> and then Victoria continually tries to just basically gaslight her or um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like she basically just keeps blaming her. She's yes. like, but are you an emotional person? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like, aren't don't you think you have a lot of emotional overreactions? And then later, I mean, this is the kind of thing you always see with these people where later when she's talking about, she's like, my feelings were hurt. Like, her feelings were hurt, but right. nobody but, else's but feelings were Ryan hurt. Ryan is the one who's yeah. overly emotional. Exactly. You see the same thing with MJ. And actually, even Katie does this where they're like, I just, I'm the kind of person that I speak my mind, which I always hate as a defense. Because it's like, oh, what? So other people, when they speak right. their mind and say, oh, you're being awful, that's a problem. Because right. you're the kind of person that you got to speak your mind yeah, all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, that... I still like Serena B. Mm-hmm. Serena C can go straight to hell. <laughs> um, I don't even like Katie anymore. Like, I feel like she got on there and was fucking campaigning for The Bachelorette. And she had a vote you know for what, Katie, Katie Penn. I really don't give a shit if you're 30 years old and questioning why you're still single. I, I don't care. Is there somebody who wants me for me? I just have to remain hopeful that my person's still out there. I'm the most confident person I've ever been. (laughs) Then she played Blessed Union of Souls. She likes me for me. Not because. Is that Blessed Union of Souls? It is Blessed Union of Souls. I look like Leonardo. (laughs) Or that guy who plays in Fargo. I think his name is Steve. I feel like we need more songs like that. Like, like flippant cultural reference yeah. songs. Yeah. I feel like there hasn't been a good one since that, um, that like, <laughs> it's Sing been it. a really, really best up time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> she kind of looks whoa. like Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel like that new, uh, bang song is a, like a spiritual cousin of that song. I like that song. Yeah, no, both those songs are enjoyable, but I feel like they're the same. They have a similar tone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just miss, like, 
I put tub thumping on my running mix. Yeah. And like, that's a fun song. It is a fun yeah. song. And you know what? They played it at Tennis Clinic tonight. Did they? And, and it holds up. Oh, it holds 100% up. It holds it's like up. that. Um, so um, we talked about that Mighty Mighty Boss Tone song a couple weeks ago. And I yeah. will say the song 100% holds up. The video 10% holds up. Uh, for Mighty Mighty Boss <laughs> yes. Tones? Yes. The yeah. video is very well. 90s, but it was like a Gap commercial, but whatever. <laughs> um, no, where where even were we right here? Oh, I wanted to ask you a totally unrelated question. Okay. How did you feel about Victoria pulling a full Sue Ellen Miski <laughs> with a jean jacket? And what was that, a denim bra underneath? I don't know. I actually, I kind of liked it. Oh, it was I'm just like, I can't believe Well, you I mean, in. there's the obvious reasons. I don't find Victoria all that attractive, but also just like, fuck you. Like, you guys put memes about my bra on Twitter here's my bra. (laughs) I actually feel like that was like one of the only like sort of interesting things that she did. I thought Victoria physically looked much prettier at the women tell all than she ever looked on the show. Well, that's, I mean, a lot of that is, is clearly something was going on with her eye that was unfortunate, but that's another thing that she's like, I mean, people were making fun of my sty. I didn't get upset about that. And it's like, well, you're bringing it up right, on the women's show. You probably got a little <laughs> upset about it. Um, and also, like, no one was making fun of you about it on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you were criticizing people uh, for uh, various things. All right. Serena C., you can tell that she is all in on this arsonist metaphor yes. that she created because she says she wanted to light a flame and start a fire. <laughs> and we have to respond we it, with our son's new favorite song, an old gospel spiritual called Put Out the Fire. Put out the fire, here comes the glory, your sacrifice is not as worthy. Put out the fire, here comes the glory. I don't know how he found out about this song, but he plays it all the time. Nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah, this and a tent. We are living in a revival. (laughs) (laughs) He put the tent up. He's been inviting people in all week for baptisms. He's been cutting the evil blood out of people. (laughs) He's been doing adult baptisms like I did in college. Yeah. Yeah. He's started to shift into uh, snake handling. (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, really on brand with our region. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. traveling up to Sand Mountain this weekend. <laughs> Hold some rattlers in his hand. All right. Uh, the girls turn on Katie and say that, in fact, Katie was the one that created the drama. And I'll say it did make me um, take pause okay. that so many women in the audience were were anti-Katie or, like, Katie ambivalent. Yeah. No, that is interesting, and that's fair. Like, when you generally a rule on this show is if a lot of people are against you, you're probably in the wrong. Because I feel like even Brittany and Ryan, I mean, they could have mm-hmm. come, then maybe they edited this out along with Heather. Right. <laughs> but, like, it's not like they were like, we were really glad that Katie told right. him, you know? Right. Like, yeah. not a peep. Heather actually gave an impassioned five-minute defense of Katie, and they cut it all out. Well. Um, I still, again, it's unclear what happened. I still stick to my guns on the idea that 
they're blaming the person who brought the problem to light instead of the person who really like drove the problem. But the fact that this many women were against Katie is is a, so a reason to reconsider the whole situation. It is. Yeah. It is. Now I don't know what to believe. <laughs> down is up and up is down. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I still I still like her. Um, but uh, I uh, do not. No. You do? You didn't find her annoying when she got in the hot seat and was just blatantly lobbying for the role of Bachelorette? I found it's it was fine. It wasn't my favorite. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah. What? I don't like her. Okay. That's fine. Our um, listener, Bridge, sent us an email that gave a great metaphor about why she doesn't like Katie that's oh. like, you like this as a poet. Um, it's like uh, the the crazy. Why didn't I get to read this email? It's on that you can read any of our emails. I'm not keeping our emails. Mm-hmm. You got the you got the login. You get to read them too. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, the crazy on Katie is like the hum of a train tracks when the train is coming. Ah, I like, like it. you don't get to see the crazy, but you can feel it on the rails. Yeah, it's and good, you know, right? Uh, I would maybe make that same argument for Claire. Yeah, and you got to fully. Except see I think, the train. yeah, we got hit by that freight train. <laughs> and that's what would happen if Katie was the Bachelorette. It might have, yeah, honestly, My maybe vote so. Now, well, I would be happy with Serena B. Mm-hmm. C. No, you can go to hell. Serena B. Bree. Uh huh. Michelle. Michelle I think is Michelle's I, a little too like white bread for me. I, yeah, I think She's she might be a, a little a little boring. Um, yeah, no, I think any of those other women would be good. I actually like the Serena C thing too. Cause like a Canadian. Whoa. Uh, yeah. We've um, had a Canadian. Caitlin is Canadian. I know, but I feel like it might, again, might be, uh, isn't Nick Vial Canadian? No, the girl that he chose. Was right. Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I, Becca might as well be Canadian. Sure. I mean, she's so Minnesota, close. That's Canada. It's a stone's throw. It's a stone. <laughs> it's Canada without the socialized medicine. <laughs> Yeah. Canada without healthcare. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So moving forward, like we get an apology from Anna specifically about, you know, starting the rumor that Brittany was an escort. Right. Uh, Brittany handled herself really well. I mean, she wasn't on the show for very long. Um, I just feel like a lot of people on Twitter pointed out that Harrison seems totally disingenuous when he's like, don't you hate that these women started this rumor and we put it on TV and featured it in the promos and relished in the right. fact that this rumor like, was started. If you can edit Heather out of the women yes. tell all. Yeah. And you can edit three dates yes. out of that season. Right. Yeah. Well, that that's just it is like this. They are really trying too hard to make uninteresting stuff into drama instead of like letting the supposed point of this show, someone finding love, being the actual thing that happens on this show. Yeah. Um, Anna says that she did, in fact, hear some things, and that was because Chicago's a small town. <laughs> Look, we're just a simple Man, Midwest town. Yeah. It's just a tiny town. Everybody knows each other. We all see each other drinking lemonade on the front porch of the Sears Tower. <laughs> Every day I go to the general store in the John Hancock Center and buy my potatoes. <laughs> and then Harrison says it's time to lighten things up. And we get to see all these fun dates yeah. that we never saw. There yeah. was a Fear Factor date. They ate pancakes as a part of the Ben Higgins date. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like, um, 
Tasha and Jojo were there and they just right. never even yeah, got to be on the show. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. They play hide and seek. Yeah. Well, and I also have to say, so digging through flesh-eating worms to get a ring, has there ever been a better metaphor for The Bachelor in general? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that is what this show is. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we they do a rocky style date where they have to chug raw eggs yeah. which is disgusting it is disgusting and one yes. of the girls says eggs is my biggest fear <laughs> not <laughs> the flesh eating worms or the uh but you know the, what i concur yeah Ugh. yeah no drink yeah and uh i would throw up yeah katie threw up yeah yeah, see, see you she her? can't be bachelorette. She doesn't even have a strong stomach. <laughs> if you can't swallow raw eggs in a shot glass, you can't be the bachelorette. All right, so then Katie comes into the hot seat and basically just says, vote for me for bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I'll put vending machines in all the hallways. <laughs> Every Friday will I'd be like pizza day. i a fun Friday <laughs> where cafeteria. you have a chance to buy candy. <laughs> that candy will go towards the pep squad. <laughs> Um, Abigail takes the hot seat next. She talks about how, um, the show has been very meaningful for her because she's heard a lot from the deaf community Mm -hmm. that they were, you know, excited to have representation. Mm -hmm. So that's all, it's all well and good. I have in my notes, it's nice to see something positive from the season after all this garbage. Yeah. (laughs) Abigail's too good for this show. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like you, you would be happy with the Abigail bachelorette, right? Or is she also kind of too, um... Vanilla is not the word I want, but kind of um, too nice. Yeah, I don't. I, I Abigail would not be my first choice. Yeah, well, and that's it. Like saying that someone would be a bad bachelorette is not necessarily any slam on their personality oh, no. or character. In yeah. fact, it's probably a compliment. No, yeah, it doesn't necessarily. <laughs> yeah. mean, yeah. yeah, I think you have to. There's a specific set of, you know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Qualities sure. that I look for in a bachelor or bachelorette. Lead. Yeah, and they're not necessarily qualities I would look for in like a human being. A friend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Abigail, well, I'll be your friend. Well, it's kind of like how many of the people who would be the best president won't do it because it's such a terrible job. You Except know. for you, Joe Biden. <laughs> Except for you, big guy and major all right, Piper takes the hot seat. So mm-hmm. she was shocked and taken by surprise when she got cut. Really, Piper? I feel like Piper's got a chip on her shoulder. A huge chip. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. I don't. Again, well, part of the thing is I don't. I still feel like I don't know a lot of these. Yeah. People. No, I agree. I you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't. We had to watch. I don't even know what we watched. This and season. like, <laughs> I felt like Piper was a little bit one of the mean girls. But also she spent her entire time on the show being like harpooned with all these like things designed to make them act rude. Yes, correct. Well, and even Harrison was like, one was like, there was a real twist when five new women came and really shook things up and caused some drama. It's like, yeah, you guys did that. Like you're acting like these women fell from the sky and like <laughs> we had no control over this situation. I don't know. It's just like he seems to relish in the drama while taking no responsibility right. whatsoever for anything that happens. Well, I'll tell you what's a surprise. What's that? And what I didn't know how I felt about okay. it. Okay. 
Matt coming out with a giant beard. All right. So I finally came up with exactly what this beard looked like to me. Okay, thank you, because I was having trouble. Okay, it looks like they turned Matt into a woolly willy and dragged the magnetic shavings over his face. Yeah, that's not what I was going to say. There's like a celebrity that has a beard like that, that, and I don't know... Or like a TV character. Okay, it's sure. Wooly Willy. But I do. <laughs> it's not Wooly Willy. It's, <laughs> it's not. definitely Wooly Willy. It's not Wooly Willy. <laughs> I like. I liked it, but I like mm-hmm. a beard. You yeah. Know? No, I know you do. There was a study that found that one hundred percent of women prefer a beard. Huh. Which I found to be an impossible result. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, there's no way that's true. Yeah, no, it's I mean there's just something went wrong with the stats there. Was that sponsored by Beards R Us? <laughs> <laughs> it was sponsored by Big Beard. <laughs> the Big Beard Lobby paid for that. It's like tobacco studies. That tobacco doesn't cause cancer. Beards are sexy. Harrison asks Matt if he's been surprised by the level of drama that he's been seeing watching the show back and i don't have matt's answer so uh <laughs> no me surprised? neither i, I have that's matt where, that's where my notes end i have matt saying i came out of this a bit wiser oh he was he did say i'm a little surprised yeah. so he was a little oh, surprised okay. not I'm a lot a little, surprised i'm a little, a little. superstitious <laughs> i'm not superstitious i'm not superstitious but i'm i am a little stitious so yeah, Matt was very diplomatic. Again, just kind of like, nice guy, not that interesting to carry a whole season of yeah. your show. No, I You agree. know, like, and again, you you hit the nail on the head with this, like, man, I'm not excited about, like, three fantasy suites with this guy and imagining him, like, Oof. boinking these different Ooh. women. <laughs> I, yeah, he, I feel like it's. Uh, I was maybe less excited about Colton. <laughs> but at least with Colton, you were like, will he or won't he? Oh, come on. Like, you knew Colton wasn't going to lose his virginity. Oh, sure. But they like played that up a little bit. Yeah, it was like, well, I mean, it was at least something interesting. I feel like they stopped playing that up and instead just played up the fence jump. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean that. I am interested in this drama that unfolds with Matt's real dad. Sure. Though a lot of people point out like, Whose idea was this? Like, did they drag Matt's real dad to, or no, his his dad, um, to Nima Colon just to like fuck dad. with Matt? You know, like yeah. Again, it's it's the kind of thing that they would do, and then be like, "Boy, that drama with your dad sure was something, wasn't it, Matt?" Well, I think that's what Harrison's talking about when he's like, "Can you even right. still do this? Can you even handle the drama that we've thrown in your face and created for you? Like, are you going to be able to deal with this?" Um. So yeah, Matt. I mean, again, he's very diplomatic. Uh, he he even says things that I was like, really? When he was like to MJ, he says, "I wish we could have gotten more time to explore yeah, what this relationship yeah, no, would have looked I like." I mean, let me say, I will. Again, that does kind of make me wonder what actually was going on versus the edit that we saw. Uh-huh. But in the edit that we saw, I wish that he would have come back and been like, "Yeah, those everyone was being terrible, and I hate it that I." didn't see that yeah you know? yeah no i think that probably would have been better um for him to and he said even with victoria he's very like right oh victoria you're forgiving. so much fun yeah. no you're not no yeah yeah she's not <laughs> he was blinded by her denim bra he couldn't <laughs> see past it oh, uh, boy. all right so yeah. uh 
Yeah, let's see. Oh, okay. So I've got to. We've got to deal with the with kiss gate, with eyes open during I mean, kissing gate. I feel like that's what happens in the women tell all too. Though is like we've already dealt with kiss gate. Yeah, we know he kisses with his eyes open. Well, we talked about that three episodes ago. But here's my problem with it. So his rationale for why he has his eyes partially open while kissing is that eye contact's a really big thing for me. The other person doesn't have their eyes open, Matt. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> what is this logic? I don't get it. Um, yeah, so that that was my kiss gate <laughs> response. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. I don't right. have. I don't. I don't have anything to say. Yeah. No. I um. Again, I don't. Uh, I don't. Nothing else interesting happened. Not really anything interesting happened. The women tell all this and men tell all. It's never great. It's never and, good. Um, sometimes they combine it with another episode, uh, but I feel like they're already giving us the short shift on like actual content. Yes, right. Well, two hours for this. I mean, that's because they had to squeeze in three dates that we never saw. Well, they but... recapped every single relationship. Well, exactly right. Before we talk to blah blah blah, let's watch the clips you let's watched take last a look week. Look at Jacinia's relationship. Like, we remember it was just three weeks ago. Yeah. All right. Okay, so um, we'll be back. So what is next week? Is not the finale, is no, it? No, I think there's two. They're dragging this thing out for two more two weeks. Two more weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure in that amount of time, four other members of Bachelor Nation will be revealed as horrible racists. Spoiler and we'll give... alert. Guess what? Shocker. It's Rachel Lindsay. <laughs> there's the twist you never saw coming. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, then they'll all give terrible apologies despite criticizing everyone else's apology that has come before it's them. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's it's going to be exhausting.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.